0: stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the
1: show, Efren Guzman.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. I hope everybody out there is doing nice and enjoying their beautiful weather. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, he's a writer, he's an actor, he's a producer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Logan. Paul, how you doing, brother? I'm you, I'm very good. Um, we were just talking about a few minutes ago about guys who do their own stunts. Please clarify that for the people out there who say, oh, is, is he just a stuntman? Just clarify it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, um, there's uh, been a couple of uh,
1: people who kind of like form their own bio on me and, you know, put it up on the internet. And so i had a couple of interviews with me, like, so you're a stuntman. I'm like, Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I work with stunt people and stunt actors, um, but my... I'm an actor who, I've been doing martial arts since I was 13, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to do my own stunts. Like, I've never been doubled in a movie, but I don't double for other people. I don't do stunts for anybody else except for myself. And I'm actually lying. I was doubled in one movie. It was a snowboarding movie, but I I don't snowboard. And, I um, mean, the guys who, I mean, I could have been trained for six months, and the guys who they had doubling, us was like Sean White and those guys. So, I mean, you know, they couldn't, uh I couldn't train me anything like that in six months. But, um, So that was the only time I was ever, uh, doubled, but, yeah, I do my own stunts, my own fights, I, uh, in the horde, um, I did all the fight choreography, but, um, the stunt actors, I love working with stunt actors because they're the ones that make me look like a hero. These are the guys who are taking the falls for me, taking the hits, doing the fight scenes. Otherwise, I'm just a guy with a script throwing kicks in
0: the air. Yeah, um, let me ask you a question. Is there a difference, let's say, you're doing your own stunts and you're also acting as well. Is there... A pay increase because you're doing your own stunts, or is just the same pay regardless if someone is doing a stunt for you or not? Um, it all depends. Um, every every deal is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean there, there hasn't
1: been two there hasn't been two films that I've done that you know the the pay scale's been the same all around. You know what I mean? There there are basic, you know, the union rules and stuff like that. But um, you know, again, you know, they usually end up giving me a little bit more because they don't have to get a double for me. And because of that, the film's actually going to look a little bit better because a lot of times when you're doubled, obviously, the stunt actor has to hide their
0: face. Yeah. Otherwise,
1: you he, realize that's not me. With me, you know, they can, they can, you know, not be as restricted with camera angles and looks and get close-ups and stuff like that and still you know, keep the audience right, you know, right in the middle of the fight and not getting taken out of it by having to, you know, show a far away shot or a shot of the
0: back of the guy's head or, you know, something in front of their face, the hands in front of their face to hide that it's not the actual, um, you know, person who's the star of the movie. Uh, Gotcha, gotcha. Because, you know, you know, um, there's like confusion with people like you just said right now, like, you know, oh, he's a stunt man who's an actor, but, you know, you're an actor who does his, who does his own stunts and, you know. Exactly you know and um how is that is it kind of grueling um you know being an actor and also doing stunts at the same time and just trying to be careful that you don't get hurt you know like is it hard
1: absolutely I mean because you know a lot of the times again it's you know the actor you know just the dialogue maybe you know starts you know a fight or something like that and it's the you know the stunt performers who make them look amazing and with me I always want to try to you know push the you know the the edge and all my fight scenes, all my action scenes, and take it, you know, to make it look as dynamic and as, um, you know, amazing as possible. And so, you know, you get bumps and bruises, but that's just part of the game. You know, I've been training martial arts, like I said, since I was 13. You know, I've been falling and getting hit and bumps and bruises all my
0: life. You know, it's a, you know, it's, that's what, uh, Ice and Agile look for. Yeah, so you, um, you, let's talk about that. You've been doing martial arts since you were the age of 13. Um, who exposed you to that,
1: you know? Um, you know what, uh, it was kind of, uh, um, self-exposure, and, in, um, in the fact that, like, I was uh, a very, very skinny kid, I was always bullied when I was growing up, and I always, uh, you know, was a huge comic book fan, I still am, I'm a, you know, a huge Batman freak, I'm gonna be Batman when I grow up, <laughs> but, um, you know, my dad, my dad, when, you know, when I was little, he used to buy himself a newspaper, and buy me a comic book, and, sit on his lap, and he would read me the comics, you know, before I could even read. And you know, I always just, you know see characters like Batman and not doing the martial arts, and they always you know appealed to me. So I was begging my parents, and finally they you know so that I was really serious. Got into training when I was thirteen. Um, Okinawan Goju Karate, and took to it like a fish to water, and just was training ever since. But I was a, still the skinny kid. I graduated high school, my height six foot, one hundred and forty five pounds. So I was I was like a rake, I was a you know a skinny kid. <laughs> yeah. So I I joined the gym. Um, I, I kind of got a poster of Stallone and Rambo when he's all jacked up, put it on my dorm room door and said, I want to look like that <laughs> So I became I a vest at the gym, I would see these guys who were big and be like, What do you do for a chest? What do you do for abs? What do you do for your legs? And trial and error. I didn't know you had a rest. You know, I was doing the same body part every day, but slowly but surely I was reading and, you know, learning and you know, started putting weight on and putting muscle on and um still do it till today. I love working out. I feel bad when I don't work out, and um, I was fortunate enough about, god I think it's nine years ago now, I did a movie um, with uh, Boss Rooster, and um, been training MMA with Boss ever since as well, so that's my wheelhouse right now too, I love doing um, a lot of MMA, which is nice because I did all the fight choreography in the Horde, and I try to bring a lot of the mixed martial arts moves into that, that are just very, very brutal, knees, elbows, arm bars, chokes, So that your your action audience these days is your UFC audience. So if they recognize some of those techniques, you know, my character John Crenshaw is a Navy SEAL. So you'd be like, Okay, this guy, you know, knows what he's doing. So it brought that realism into the
0: character. Oh so in a way it's pretty good when you're doing um all these you know different methods of training and then you incorporate it into your acting and especially you know you do a lot of hands on um stunt work while you're acting in those roles, which is grueling and intense. Um basically your body is like your temple and you do a lot of training all the time. Um going back to the past from doing um karate and doing MMA, um what, how intense are you when you're training? How intense are you with your body? Like, well, like, what is your regimen? Um, I'm
1: 150% intense. Um, I, I'm not happy with mediocrity in anything I do, whether it's my body, martial arts, um, acting, film, you know, anything that I do, I want to do with proficiency. So I attack everything, like you're saying, 110%. Um, and I, you know, when it came to my body, though, when I was you know growing up and started lifting weights, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any drugs, and I never did any anabolics or steroids or any of that crap because I thought it was cheating. So you know, the muscle came on
0: slower, but everything was quality, was really good. Yeah. And I didn't you know vacillate up and
1: down every six weeks when these guys were going on and off you know all cycles. Um. But my gym routine, I am in the gym with weights about six you know oh, yeah six days a week, and I put my Is, is, is my work ethic.
0: And, you know, i just trying to stay healthy. And I eat right. I take that sort of protein and, you know, the joint supplements and stuff like that to try to stay healthy. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do. So, Paul never hits a McDonald's or anything or a Burger King? Have you ever, like,
1: cheated? Oh, or? no, 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 no. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I, I try to keep my carbs low yeah. and my, my uh, protein and fat are, you know, uh, uh, my protein is very high, my fat's kind of middle of the road, but a lot of people have, like, cheap days where they'll, like, you know, work out for six days and, like, one day a week, they eat anything they want, and they end up feeling like crap for two days and losing their, you know, losing their edge. I have usually, like, a cheap meal throughout the day, so 90% of my meals are clean, and then, you know, maybe, like you said, if I want to go have some, you know, like a Jack in the Box chicken sandwich, you know, I'll do that, or I'll I'll get a, you know, a, um, you know, Burger King, Whopper, but i get a lettuce wrap, stuff like that. You know, that's, you know, so I'm
0: still getting that, but I'm just, you know, changing a little bit to keep the carbs low, so you can still enjoy yourself and live, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, that, 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 no, that's so true, but, you know, a, a lot of people are, you know, like you said, a lot of people go to the gym, they go for two hours, and they don't normally work out, you, you, you spend a lot of hours in the gym, um, do you work out alone, or, or you have, like, other people, like, you're working out with, or is this is just, like, your own thing? Um,
1: when it comes to weights, I'm pretty much doing a solo act these days because yeah. schedule-wise, I'm in there all different times, um, and it's also tough to find people who want to do a workout like I do. I mean, people have tried. They're like, hey, I want to do your workout. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> and um, it's, it, it's tough. Like, like I said, I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't fuck around. And uh, you know, I just uh, go in, I train hard, and every shit I take to a failure, and I, I push it. And... um. It's, you know, it's tough to find, you know, people. I just I, some people at the gym, when I see them there, and if we're doing the same body part, you know, you know there are some good guys at the gym that, I, you know, I'm like, all right, hey, I, you know, let's hit it hard. And we do, but most of the time it's solo. Um, but when it comes to, like I said, the MMA, yeah, I go up and I train with the guys up there because you can't really train jiu-jitsu and stuff like that by yourself. Yeah. So, you know, that's great. And I guess train, train with those guys who are amazing. And like I said, the guys up at the you Alfonso know, gym are just awesome and I you know train with
0: them and it's fun. Yeah. Um you was born in upstate New York, right? What or what area again?
1: Um, uh, I was born in uh, it's called Valley Cottage. It's right next to Nyack, which is about forty minutes northwest
0: of Manhattan. Okay. So I'm a New Yorker through and through. <laughs> oh man. Um um tell me your experience in New York and, you know, going to school in the city. Um how was how did New York treat you?
1: Well, I went to school outside of the city. I went to school up in, um, up in Nyack. Okay. I love New York. I love the people in New York. I love the culture. I love the seasons. Like I said, I was born and raised there, so I'm a New Yorker through and through. I live in L.A. right now. I try to get back to New York as much as I can. A lot of my family is still there. And um, it's, it's, it's funny. I've been in L.A. since '93, but New York still always seems like home to me. Wow. And um, it's, you know, the, the mentality is a little different there. Um... I'm very, very straightforward. I'm you know, very, very, you know, if someone asks me a question, I'm like, well, if you want an honest answer, ask me, because that's what I'm going to give you. And that's what I think a lot of New Yorkers are. very, very straightforward. You know, and, um, you know, that's, like I said, it's still home to me, you know, so, so you know, to have a place in my heart.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know them. Um. I've been to New York all my life, and um. I've been to other places, but like nothing is like New York, where you know you can walk down one area, you have Chinese food, Indian food, all in different areas, and um, you know, it's it's, it's like you said, it's the honesty of the city and the passion of it. Um. Also, um, in New York, um, have you ever had any like bad experience? You know, people. Oh, I got mugged once in New York. You never had any like kind of incident or anything in New York, right? No, not
1: at no. all. You know, you just gotta be smart. Wherever you go, you have to be smart and don't have that victim mentality.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, and also, again, you know, I was brought up, you know, in it with you know, my mom and my dad, you know, instilled you know, good values in me. And also, the, the main thing is respect. You respect people and you don't mouth off to people and you respect people, whoever they are. And you know what, they'll keep you out of a lot of trouble. And, you know, the same thing, you know, as far as getting mugged in this net, Know know your surroundings, know where you are, and again, don't be a victim. And I've been lucky enough to, you know, never be a victim. And uh, I try to, you know, help people with that as well. I, I do a lot of anti-bullying, um, you know, campaigns and stuff like that, and uh, try to, you know, help people out with that because, uh, like I said, I was bullied all my life, and. Uh, it's, it's, it's horrible, it's not fun, and uh, if I can help, you know, someone who might have been like me to, you know, show them, look, you know, you just gotta focus and you can change it about yourself, you
0: know, that's what this is all about. Oh, um, what type of bullying, how, was you like physically bullied or like, like those cyber bullying or? No, it was just, cyberbullying I was physically bullied
1: and, you know, okay. just, you know, picked on, you know, like I said, I was, I was a, ty- I, you know, I was a kid, kid in school, I and mean, we got picked on, and never, never stuck up for himself and, you know, and, you know, kids are kids, you know, and now I've changed that and it's, you know, and, but you know what, it, it, it everything happens for a reason, yeah. and I try to take good out of any, you know, any scenario that uh, I come up upon and, you know, with that, it put me, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm kind of on yeah. the other side of the fence right now, where I can stand up for myself, but it taught me, you know, that words hurt much worse than any physical pain, I mean, I'd rather have someone punch me in the face sometimes than would be horrible because those words stick with you. And so that's what I you know try to tell people you know that you know the whole situation, the whole bullying situation that you know, it's just, you know you don't have to do that to you know impress people. You know it's, it's better to you know to not be a bully. I know, know me- it's, it's more it's more honorable.
0: Yeah, I know to me, stupid hurts a lot more than a punch to the face because a punch to the face will heal. <laughs> But the emotional scars of being called stupid—you know—a lot of people take that to the heart. Yeah. They'll think I am stupid. You know, I can't do that. You know, exactly. And
1: especially if you're hearing it daily, you know, day in and day out, you know. But what I did was, I, you know, you go two ways. You can either let it wreck you, or you can make it fuel you. And I just used that as fuel every day when I was in the gym, or every day when I was working out martial arts-wise. You know, and you 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 have that in the back of your head, and you use it, and you know, you use it as a catalyst for whatever you're doing. And, you know, it could actually help you, you know, and now, in a way, I'm kind of thankful for that because it did help me, you know, and you know, that's what I try to tell people also. Just, you know, take that, put it in this, you know, in a little box and use it. Use it as, you know, uh, you know, when those days you don't feel like working out, in those days you don't feel like doing something that you enjoy to better yourself. You know, just think about that for a second and it gives you that fuel to, to you know, to push through it. Yeah.
0: That's true. Um, when did you start it acting?
1: I actually um I it's funny, I I went to you know, to college in New York, uh Sydney purchase and I was a biochem major. <laughs>
0: and it's funny,
1: the biggest school of the arts on the East Coast I was a biochem major. So <laughs> got my degree in biochem and I came out to Los Angeles in ninety three to go to a chiropractic school. Oh. Finished that, I passed all four parts of my board, had my clinic hours left, I was about to start clinics. Um I met a woman, you know, I was sitting out by the pool at my apartment complex reading my Cairo books, getting some sun, multitasking. She was a manager. He asked me if I was an actor. We would talking, dance. there was always something that was in the back of my head. She said, well, would you like to, you know, me to get some pictures taken and send you out? I'm like, sure. Long well, story short, uh, she started doing that. A couple of weeks later, I booked my first film. I uh, was the lead bad guy in a film called Killers, yeah. which is an action thriller to leave the vastness school and
0: never look back. <laughs> wow. It's it's like those stories how those models say they get discovered sitting on a staircase and someone comes up to them but it's the other way around. You got discovered that way too. It's, it's crazy. I that is yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my uh I I was, was going to say that was my Leno story. Whenever I was
1: going Leno, that was be my Leno story, but now it's my Fallon
0: story. Um, and, um, You know, um, a lot of actors, you know, they have, like, different methods of getting into the character. Um, how hard was the process of acting itself? Like, did you go have a, a one-on-one coach, or do you went to, like, a school for acting? Like, how did that come about? A little
1: bit of both. I was very, very fortunate. On that, on that film, On Killers, I met my best friend, Scott Carson, and I, he introduced me to my acting coach, Aaron Spizer, who I walked in and had an interview with Aaron his class, and you know what, it was amazing, I got right into his master class, and was in there for a while, and he is such an amazing teacher, and I would also, like you're saying, private one-on-one, like I was having an audition for a film, or if I was getting ready for a film, or, or I got days of reliance, you know, we would go over scripts and stuff like that, and he just instilled such a good process in me, and I, you know, I just do what he says to this day, because I mean, he, the very first day, he says, Paul, all I think is, is real-life behavior in an imaginary scenario, and that's all it is, and, you know, just putting yourself in that character, and, and, you know, putting yourself in that scenario, and living it
0: up there, and that's all I try to do. Take me me back to Days of Our Lives, because that was sort of a guilty pleasure for me back in the days in high school, Uh well, not even in high school, but, like, later on, because I was deprived of watching Woody Woodpecker, my mother always put on Days of Our Lives, and I was pretty much hooked on that. You know, I was in the era of uh, Peter Reckle and um, Kristen Alfonso. That era. Um, how long? I worked with both of them. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Oh, that was in what? In what? Um. Year? You did? Um. Days of Our Lives. I was there for almost three years, uh, from 2000 to the end of 2002. There was a whole baby switch scenario. You know, Bowen Hope had my son,
1: so I came in town to get my son back. And, uh, oh. So that was yeah. That was, uh, my character was Glenn Ryder. and I uh, was you guy who was trying to find this kid.
0: Oh, how was it working? How was it working with Peter Reckle and Kristen Alfonso? Two of
1: the nicest people you could ever uh, work with.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know it's very good you say that because you know especially being on a soap opera there are a lot of loyal fans on soap operas and a lot of oh, soap opera yeah. yeah soap opera actors don't get a lot of credit because they go through a, so much pages of dialogue and there's so much they have to retain to memory and you know they're probably oh, yeah. of, they're, they're probably one of the best actors out there and you know it's kind of it's kind of sad that they don't really get their just due because now like the daytime Emmy awards is online when it used to be on NBC it's almost like kind of kind of shunned now when and you know these guys and gals all deserve respect for their acting ability.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, there are some amazing people. I met so many, you know, good actors and, and, and just great, great people on that on that show. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to do that. And you know When it ended, it was kind of bittersweet. But again, like we talked about, I love doing action movies, and it wasn't really much of that in daytime TV, so. You know, it was was great that I did it. It was a great section of my life and my career. And now, you know, I'm doing, you know, what I love.
0: Yeah. So to take me to your, you know, whole, there's so much movies you have done, um, going, you know, from Mega Piranha to, um, um, Terminators. Um, there's so many, so many movies you've done. And, um, I don't know if you get typecast because, you know, you're more of the action guy, you know, but, you know, you can act. If people watch Days of Our Lives, they can see you can act. Um, do you feel, no, no, no problem. Um, do you feel that, um, would you like to do a role that, that's like out of the ordinary that they, you know, people wouldn't see you do like, I don't know, like a, a person who's stricken with cancer or something. Like, would you go for? Um, yeah, you would love to do a role like that? I, absolutely. I actually did a film about, um, a year and a half ago that was, um, no action. It was just a drama.
1: It was, uh, it was, a, uh, a, it was actually a, a drama that turned almost into like a, a, black comedy because, um, of my sarcastic delivery and a lot of this <laughs> stuff. And, um, it was, it was, uh, um, a couple that was going um um into you know a therapist. they been married for ten years, and this is their last ditch effort to stay married. And um, the whole premise of the movie is that the, the way that therapist works is he sends a reality crew around to the people to kind of uh kind of show them what, you know what they look like day to day, like you know how they treat each other. So that was the whole premise of it. But you know, so there was a lot of time in the therapist. Office and arguing and just, you know seeing these two people really try to make a last ditch effort to save their lives and to save their marriage and it was great because you know it wasn't me you, know, you know doing special forces stuff or any of that you know which I love to do but I also again like you said there is a there is that stigma that you know a lot of action guys can't act and a lot of great actors can't do action I just happen to be fortunate enough to try to do both professionally I mean like. Kind of like Jason Statham or or Hugh Jackman, you know, who can go, you know, and not just be believable during the action sequences, but you know, during the the dialogue and the the intense, you know, the intense emotional stuff as well. And that's what I wanted to show with that. And it was great because I got to just just show that part of me by itself. And you know, it turned out, you know, it turned out really good. So I'm very very proud of that as well.
0: Yeah. Um. You know. You've been mentioning the Horde film. Um. Talk a little bit about the Horde and um. Give. You know. Basically, tell us the premise of the story and what's your character and what is about.
1: Well, I've done like we spoke about uh, a ton of other um movies or projects that other people had written. So I've written six scripts and I was you know the Horde was the one that um I actually wrote last. I was I wanted to write something to be done on. Um, not a huge budget, you know, and to be able to showcase, you know, my acting and my action and with a vehicle for myself. So it was the first one that I actually wrote, produced, and starred in, as well as did all the fight choreography and, you know, I, mean, I I've had my hands on every aspect of this to a casting, pre-production, um, production, post-production, you know, even, you know, to, you know, marketing it. And I'm very, very proud of it. It's an action horror. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of a combination of The Hills Have Eyes and Rambo.
0: Wow. And, it, yeah. <laughs> and the,
1: way, the way the script came about is, you know, I was wanting to write something, and I said, you know what? Most horror films are the same. It's a bunch of kids, they go into the woods, the killer of the killers hunt them down one at a time. We've seen it a million times, but you've seen it a million times because that's what the horror audience wants, expects, and enjoys. So I thought... What would happen if you had the same scenario, a bunch of kids off on a nature photography trip with their teacher, um, a bunch of, you know, cannibalistic, savage, evil, hills have eyes type people hunting them down, but you had one person in the kids group that was special forces, that was a Navy SEAL. So he could fight back and turn the hunters into the hunted. So you had all the boo scares and gore and intensity of a horror film, but when the guy comes out at me with the machete and the ax or the saw, it turns into this really cool action sequence, and I also wrapped it up in a, you know, kind of a love story where my character, he was on um, John Crenshaw, and he's the leader of a field team, but he's given up the life. He found someone that he wants to marry, and you know he's given up, you know, going on dangerous missions. He's left that life behind him now, or at least he's trying to.
0: Yeah. And
1: so his, you know, soon-to-be fiance is a teacher at the local photography college. And she's taken her group out on um, the, that photography trip for the weekend to do their final exam photos, and comes home and told me this, and it's the same weekend I was planning on proposing to her. So she's like, well, look, you love, you love the woods, why don't you come with us? And I figured, okay, it's going to be romantic, I can propose out there, and that's how my character kind of un, unexpectedly gets roped into this. And we go up there, everything's great, everyone's taking pictures, and... Then the camp gets attacked and leaves me for dead, and I have to pretty much become that guy again, which is the irony. yeah are everybody. You know, I have
0: to embrace that, you know, unstoppable soldier inside of me again. Wow. I, I, um, I, from you telling that, I can see what you said. It's kind of like a Rambo meets On the Hills <laughs> Eyes, because, you know, Rambo tried to get away, and then it kept calling him back, so that kept calling you back, and then he was kicking ass, I'm sure, in the film. from,
1: you know, pretty much all horror films. Most of the horror films are a bunch of kids that are screaming in the woods, you know, running away like victims. And my character doesn't run. He turns and faces it and, you know, takes these guys on head on. And so, if you're an action fan, it delivers. It's got tons of action. If you're a horror fan, it delivers. It's got all the blood and guts and boot scares. So, and I tried to just weave the two together to make this really cool story. And we've been so fortunate. we uh. Came out May sixth, and um, less than a week later, we were number ten on um iTunes New and Noteworthy, and it's got such a great response. There's been so many amazing reviews and amazing people who have you know been so kind to film and loved it. And I'm so thankful for everybody involved that you know helped make the Horde you know what
0: it is. Um, is it something that's on um, streaming on Netflix or anything like that as of right now? <laughs> Yeah, so it's
1: on. Um, Netflix is our uh, subscription VOD, so it's on the pay VOD first. Okay. So right now you can find it on, um, on like iTunes, Amazon Video, Direct TV, Com. So, um, the best thing to do is to go to thehordemovie.com and you can see all the platforms there. I mean, there's like you know, fifty of them. You know, like H T You know, there's tons of them. So there's too many to mention right now, but basically just go to. Um, the Movie you can see all the platforms that, that it's up on and you know, find the one that you have you know, access to and check it out and enjoy the ride. Oh.
0: You said you also written other scripts. Um, is there is is it more action as well? There's what are the scripts that you could talk about if you can? I could talk about all of them, but
1: yeah, yeah I, write, I write a lot of action because that's what I love to do. So, I mean, instead of waiting for vehicles to come to me, I've written a bunch of scripts. The next one that I was planning on doing is it's um, kind of like Die Hard in The Sane Asylum, so it's a kind of uh, another <laughs> cool action script. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that one's pretty intense as well. Oh, um, um, um what are the other ones? If you could um talk about it, you said so. You have one with Die Hard and The Sane Asylum. What's the next yeah, one? Yeah, that, one? that one's
1: called The Edge of Madness. That's the one that's going to be coming up next. There's one that's uh, called The Cure, yeah. which is kind of like uh, The Expendables meets Dawn of the Dead. So it's like a, you know, so this is an ex-special forces team going up a bunch of, you know, this whole island full of uh, the undead. Yeah. So yeah, that went pretty badass and intense as well. And there's, uh, one that I'm doing is called Marked, which is my character's, um, working as a hitman for the mob, Um, kind of forced into it. You know, there's kind of like all this, you know, intrigue and double-cross going on. So my character's trying to find out who killed his brother and his family so that, you know, he ends up having a, job as a hitman for the mob, but he's only taking out, you know, bad guys. He's only taking out, like, drug dealers and scumbags and stuff like that. And so, uh, you got that whole revenge plot going, so that one's pretty cool, too. So, yeah, I got a couple things
0: cooking. It's fascinating because um, I talked to Zach Ward because he also has a lot of scripts in the pipeline, and you have a lot of scripts. Um, how do you come up with these ideas? Like, like this it's just like movies you watch. Like, how do you how do you come up with them? Like, hey, I got a script right now. I'm, I'm working on this. Like, how do you do it with everything that you do? You know what? Most of my script ideas will
1: hit me, you know, in the, in the weirdest place. i so i driving somewhere. I'll be, you know, I'll be watching something. I'll be just thinking about, it. like, like the horde came about because again, I was watching. I was watching a horror movie, I was probably watching, like, you know, let's say, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, or, you know, or, you know, Halloween, or Hills Have Eyes, and I'm like, it's always, like I said, these, you know, these little teenage or college kids who are scared, and can't. I'm like, what would happen if you had, like, a Rambo character in there, you know, who could fight back, and I'm like, hey, hmm. and, you know, I'll, I'll put that little note in my, in my iPhone, and, you know, just kind of think about it, and outline it, and, you know, if I flesh it out, um, then I'll start writing it, and,
0: that's it. I have a script. Wow, that's that, 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 that's amazing though, because it's like, you know, I'm I'm sure like there's a lot of movies that are waiting that you already have are going to be developed soon, and you know, saying it's definitely going to be intense and crazy and insane. I bet. Yeah, you
1: know, I, I love doing the actual stuff, and I love pushing the envelope, and um, you know, with the horde, like I said, if you. If you like action and if you like horror, it definitely delivers. You know, it's it's a fun roller coaster ride of just this cool blend of the two genres. So, uh, you know, just buckle up, sit down, pop some popcorn, and you know, you'll be literally on the edge of your seat from minute one until you know the, the credits roll. Yeah.
0: Um, how has um acting changed your life? What is so special about the craft to you? <laughs>
1: um, you know what? gives me pleasure because I'm you know, someone who is very, very fortunate in the fact that I'm making a living doing what I love to do. I mean, how many people go to work 40, 50 hours a week and hate their job? Yeah. I can't wait to get this set. And I feel so fortunate to be able to do this and to be able to, to play and make movies and make things that you know, will either inspire people or make someone, you know, you know, for 90 minutes, kind of forget about their problems, or, you know, know, give them ideas, and if I can do that, and, you know, if that's, again, that's what it's all about, I'm doing that, and doing something that I love, and that's how it's changed my life, because I'm so happy when I work, you know, I mean, you know, with with acting, you know, there's work, and there's downtime, and it's great, because when I'm working, I get to, you know, hit that 100%, and when I'm I have my downtime,
0: I get to so I work hard and I play hard. See? <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of you work hard and you play hard, I was going to ask you, um, how would you describe yourself?
1: In <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Yeah, again, like I was going to say, I work hard and I play hard. Um, you know, when I'm on set and, uh, you know, I'm doing my thing, I'm very, very focused. But that being said, I have fun when I'm on set. You know, I've seen some people that are like, You know, they're like playing this character who's kind of miserable. They're like stay in character and they, you know, don't, you know, and it's like, that's not me. I mean, I've played characters who are, you know, insane and, you know, that, you know, or just like badass or they're like these villains. And, you know, I went out when they call action, boom, I hit it hard and then they call it cut, you know. I'm all laughing and joking around and I'll take back to one, boom, I click it on and I hit that switch and I'm back in there. And, you know, that's me. It's like, I... I love having fun because legs too short, you know, and I, I, I learned kind of the hard way that um, my dad passed away really suddenly in 93, right before I came out here. And you know, um, I try to, in any bad situation in my life, I try to kind of see the good in it or try to take something good from it. And the only good, quote unquote good, that I could take from that was that, you know, nothing lasts forever, live every day like it was my last thank God there was never anything unsaid between my pop and I. And, um, you know, so that's kind of what I do. And I try to live life to the fullest and make, you know, every minute count. Because you only go around here once. And, you know, why not, you know, make the most of it?
0: It's kind of funny you said it, cause um, I had lost my father too a couple of years ago when I was a teenager, and you know I just felt that I'll I got no, it's is fine. Um, I felt that you know I got robbed, and like you know there was so many things that I wish I could have said that I didn't said, or uh-huh. you know like figure ah oh, tell them later or whatever this this and that. Um. Do you feel I don't mean, you know you don't have to talk about personal if you don't want to but um do you feel um you know like they say everything happens for a reason do you feel when you act and there's like there's moments like in your life where there's all these things you accomplish that you know you feel that he's watching down on you and he's like oh way to go you know Oh absolutely I mean every, I talk to my pop every day you know Yeah
1: and um and it's the funny thing is my dad Name was Louis. Louis. Everyone called him Louis. Yeah. And uh, if you watch The Horde, um, because I wrote it and I have, you know, the kind of control over production, Um, I put a lot of kind of like Easter eggs in there to kind of pay tribute to my pop. Like, the, my dad did construction all of his life, and at the opening credits, there's a hard hat in there, kind of blood spotted like one of um, you know, the, the Horde's victims, and it says Louis, you run across the front of it. And, there, and there, <laughs> the, the, wow. um, the, the bar that we stopped at the end on the way up there, and at the end, is called. Lou's Roadhouse and uh, like my character is in a, you know, like, like he's trying to you know, figure out how to propose to his wife uh, his wife is uh, girlfriend. <laughs> his wife, yeah. Um, and he's in the bedroom and there's a mirror there and stuck in the mirror frame is an actual picture of my pop and me when I was about maybe three years old, you know, and uh mm-hmm. so just little things like that. And I always try to pay tribute to um uh, my pop. There's a there's one uh, movie that I did uh, four or five years ago called Ballistica.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, my my is, you know trying to stop these terrorists from, you know, setting up this bomb in LA he gets the bomb and then there's a deactivation code. So what I did was uh, I talked to the director and they said it was just a random code in there and um, what I did was I put uh, I asked him if I did you know, where I was putting the code in, could it be you know, I you know, it was uh, I said you know, it was Louis you know, 0703, 0- 0- 0- 7- 0- which is my mom's birthday. So wow. you know was like, yeah, L- 0703, 0- 7- 0- you know, and uh, so, you know, again, you know, 99.9% of the people aren't going to get that, but like, then you know, when my mom saw it, she, you know, she loved it, you know,
0: so it's yeah. just little straight in there that I try to, I try to throw them in to so just, you know, wow. know so show, she- show, show, show respect and, you know, kind of keep pop involved in there. You know, I love him and I, I know he's looking down and hopefully he likes what I'm doing wow so almost in just about in every movie there's an easter egg of your dad just about or not every movie whenever i, whenever I can you know yeah. um, whenever i have some, some license uh and
1: it's just you know stuff that i don't want to ever you know change somebody else's vision or but if it's something like that if it was just a random you know four number code and a letter i you know i talked to the director and he was like great yeah do it you know and
0: well, I just stuff that I put in the hoard for my dad. It doesn't take away from any, anything, and it just immortalizes my pop a little bit. And that's all I was trying to do. Oh, that's that's amazing, man. That's that's kind. That's very refreshing to hear. Thank you. Um, what is your most marked characteristic? <laughs>
1: um, again, I'm pretty intense. You know,
0: Intensely. Um, <laughs> so yeah,
1: it's intensity because again, yeah. that carries over to anything. If I'm having yeah. fun. I'm having lots of fun. If I'm, you know, working out or if I'm, you know, training, I'm hitting that hard. If I'm writing or if I'm, you know, if I'm sad, you know, again, I try not to do anything half-assed, so, you know, I kind of, that's probably one of my biggest, you know, best traits and maybe worst traits sometimes because, you know, if I'm trying to get my point course, I'm kind of sometimes
0: too <laughs> <laughs> um, um what are your fans like do you like usually get stopped in the streets or anything or you pretty much walk like a civilian or um I, I get stopped a lot um and it's all for
1: different things which is great again I still get stopped for the days of the lives um I was you I did it. I was fortunate enough to do an episode of Friends, and anytime that runs, people, you know, come. Oh, I saw you on Friends last night. You know, on the reruns, or mm-hmm. you know, they watched the Code Red, or they saw, you know, Mega Plot on Sci Fi Channel when they rerun that. And now, you know, it's, it's a lot of people. I know, hopefully, will see the horde and like that and uh, want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, when I meet people on the streets, you know, I. I'm not the kind of, you know, actor who shuns away from that, but, you know, they come up to me, I'll take a, I'll take a picture with them, or, I mean, if, you know, they don't have, to, you know, have a, you know uh, a camera or whatever, you know, the phone's not working, I've gone to my car and got a headshot or a picture, you know, out of my car and signed it for them, because, again, without the fans, I don't have a job, and I'm so thankful for people recognizing me and liking my work, you know, so i want to just show them that any way I can.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, What is your greatest regret?
1: That my, uh, that my dad can't see any of this. And, um, you know, and, um, if I know, you know, that I wanted to do this, not starting sooner. And yeah. you know, not going to a city purchase. i an acting, uh, major instead of, uh, a biochem one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, um, what is your most memorable moment so far in life?
1: It was greenlit and we went through the whole process. And last October, we had a big Hollywood premiere. And sitting in a you know in a, in a theater full of people, and having my mom sitting right next to me and watching you know what I created on a big screen and having the audience react, you know that that was that's definitely that's definitely up there with one of them you know as one of them you know yeah. that's definitely in the, you know, in the top uh, three yeah. you
0: know yeah. That's that, that's cool That's cool um, What comments or reactions Do you get from others About being an actor Like from family Friends um, They all love it You know Sometimes they give me They give me shit for it But it's
1: all, you know, it's all fun But um, yeah They all love it um, You know My family and friends You know They're, they're proud of me and I'm very very
0: thankful For that yeah, That's good That's good and You know Because a lot of people You know You'll have people Who get jealous Or whatever It's like Oh you owe me something But that's good That you know You have a lot of Supportive stuff You know Supportive people Supporting you. You learn, yeah. You learn to like, you know,
1: see that, you know, coming a mile away. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the people who were, you know, who were believing in me when I was, you know, doing, you know, the really low budget films, and you know, they, you know, they were like, you know, not sure if I was going to make it. The people who, you know, stuck stuck by me. Like I said, I have a, I have a very small group of very very close friends. Like my buddies Mark and Scott, Chris and Chad. Those are the guys. You know, and Joel, those are the guys that I would walk through fire for. And um, you know, those are guys who I've known for years and stuck with me through thick and thin. And those are my real friends,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, what was it like working with the late Brittany Murphy? I know you worked with her. Before oh she my god,
1: yeah. I was so fortunate to have met that woman. Um, we did Mega Falls, we were out in Iowa for about a, you know, almost a month and can I tell you, she was just one of the nicest souls I've ever met. She was a sweetheart, such a, you know, beautiful person inside and out. I was so fortunate to get to work with her and know her as a person, and, you know, it was so tragic. I, I remember hearing that, you know, when I was actually in New York, it was really right around the holiday time, when I heard that, and it crushed me. She was a sweetheart, and, you know, left this world way, way too soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you also work with Steven Seagal as well, right?
1: Yeah, I just worked with Stephen recently on um, the yeah. film that came out about a week ago as well, on um, uh, Sniper Special Ops. And I had known Stephen for years,
0: oh, yeah. and
1: um, but we never worked together. And it was nice to um you know, see him on set, and um, it was fun. It was like we're a special, you know, like a special ops um, team. And he's a sniper, and there's a job that kind of goes wrong at the beginning. He kind of gets left behind, and the rest of the movie is us uh, trying to get him back. So it was great. You know, working with Steven, I mean he's a legend. You know, he's one of the guys that inspired me to be an action hero. You know, him and you know obviously Stallone. I talked to the Stallone story about, you know, him, you know, being my major inspiration for working out. Yeah. And um, you know, all the guys like Jean Claude and um, Bruce Lee and Arnold and Bruce Willis, I mean those those are the guys that paved the way for, you know, guys like me.
0: Yeah. Is there any other like um like actors you looked up to that you would love to work with?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I like I said, all the all the um guys i just mentioned in the um, action world but i mean then you turn it around and you have guys like Al pacino de niro johnny depp sean penn um you know, those are the guys that i would love to work with them just to just to learn from them i mean these, these are the guys that i mean you talk about acting you know that's what it you know they're the definition of the word you know so to work with you know someone like that and to, you know, talk to them
0: and get to bounce ideas back and forth. Um, you know, that's you know, those are the guys that I would love to emulate on my acting side. Yeah, um, you know, the, the movies you're in, um in, involved in now is it it it's a whole plethora of um action genre, ho- a little mixture of horror. Um, is there like you know we talked about like you know you 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 know you played like like, you would love to play, like, a sick role, like, you, you know, you played, um, is there, like, um, I don't know, is there, like, a role that you would, like, you know, make a transformation for, if it called for it, you know, how your body's your temple, if there's a role for you um, to lose all that, would you do it? Of course, you know, and hopefully I can get it all back, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. you look at people, like, the perfect example is,
1: um, is Christian Bale, he did the Machinist, he lost all that weight, and then right after that, he did Batman and yeah. You know, so it would be tough for me um, to do it. You know, um, but you know, I, I would do it if it was the right role, the right project, and the, right, you
0: know, the you know, the right reason. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Fifty Cent did one too as well. Where I forgot the movie that he did it. I think he lost a lot of weight as well. Where he was like a football player. I, I forgot the name of the movie, but. Oh, uh, I, I think I it was. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. There's a lot of people that have done it too. Um, Christian Bale was one. Uh. De Niro. Yeah, the De narrow De too. De Niro, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's a there, there's a lot. Either they gain, they 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 lost weight or gain weight, or you know, gain muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you know, I don't know. It seems like when you either you play like a a a person who has a a, a disease or you play a mentally challenged person, it's like you get a mm-hmm. you get awards for all that. You know, it's just it's, it's just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, but um, no, absolutely. You know, um. And my, my final question to you, Paul, is: What would the Paul Logan of today tell the Paul Logan of yesterday?
1: Let's see. Um, again, um, uh, the first thing I would say is make sure that my uh, my dad, uh, you know, got some regular health checkups, and you know, you know, to maybe prevent him from leaving way too soon. Um, Career wise, I would tell him, you know what, look get into a good acting class um in college and then get your ass out to LA and hook up with Aaron Spitzer, and uh talk to one uh, Warner Brothers
0: and get into the uh that suit before Christian Bale and Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> oh man Paul um is there um besides the horde is there anything else you have coming up
1: yeah like I said I'm about to go into production of uh, The Edge of Madness which is the one that died Hard in Insane Asylum. Got a couple of other things and I'm waiting to start to explore. A couple of other people's projects, and um, yeah, I just uh, you know just pushing the horde right now. And if uh, people want to um, follow me, my uh, Twitter is at re- real Paul Logan. The Horde's Twitter is at the Horde Movie. My Instagram is Paul Logan eighty eight. And again, they can um, follow me on Facebook and learn all, you know you know, about the horde, the behind the scenes stuff,
0: and where it's playing by going to TheHordeMovie.com. Oh, excellent, excellent, Paul man. Um, thank you so much, man. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm glad Crystal hooked it up, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Thanks for having me on, and anytime you want to have me back, I'd
1: love to chat with you some more. And you know, thanks for spreading the word about the Horde. Because again, like I said, it's a a wild roller coaster ride. That you know, if you you want to
0: see some action, you want to see some horror. You know, strap in and uh, take the ride. Uh, thank you out there. Thank
1: you, thank you, Paul. And I hope everybody out, th- out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. I have a good one.